All right, in this session right now, I am going to break down something that just happened that is really exciting, and that is how my wife broke 10K in 30 days through her Etsy shop. And uh, it's really exciting because this actually, I believe, is going to go up dramatically because we are entering in the prime season the prime time, if you will, of the holiday season, and uh, we are just getting rolling. So I'm really excited. And really what I wanted to do here on this live and on this recording, if you're watching it on a recording, is I wanted to unpack it a little bit. I wanted to go through it because it's not an accident that this happened. Uh, We've been doing this for a while as far as like building brands and stuff, but this is kind of new for the Etsy world. And uh, we got focused in on the Etsy side, I would say seriously, because my wife was dabbling for about a year and a half. And now the last three and a half, four months, we've been being more deliberate about it. And that's why you see that the numbers have dramatically increased. And I'm going to cover three different areas and I'm going to give you an example as well of how it all ties together and uh, and what we're really focusing on and what I believe anyone should be focusing on, especially in the crowded Etsy space, because there's a lot of people coming in. It's a great marketplace. There's a lot of buyers coming in, but there's a lot of sellers coming in too. And I think there's something that a lot of people are missing. And I'm going to share with, with you guys here what that is, and I'll walk you through an example as well. But I did want to unpack this, and I wanted to share those three different key areas that I feel everyone should be following. So I've got my good friend and business partner, Chris Schaefer on with us as well. Chris, just let me know that we're good to go and we'll get rocking and rolling so we can dig in. And if you guys have any questions, drop them in the comments. Are we good, Chris? We are. We are good to go. We are rocking and rolling. Looks like both the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat is rolling in. We got people asking us questions already, Scott. So let's jump into it. And if you guys have any questions along the way, drop it in whichever chat you're joining us from and we'll set aside a little bit of time here after we walk through this to knock through all of those. Yeah, cool. And that's what I do want to do guys too. I want you guys, if you have any questions, please drop them in there. That's what this is. This is interactive. And if you are watching this on the replay, you can drop them in there and we'll come back to the comments and we'll answer them there as well. So let's go ahead and let's get rocking and rolling. So this is going to be the breakdown. This is the path, all right, the path. And I really see it as there's three key areas. These are the keys to her success And uh, that's what I want to walk you through here right now. So the first one I want to talk about is this right here. And I don't hear this being discussed enough. And that is picking a good niche or niche, however you want to say it. I know some people are going to tell me that I'm saying it wrong. And then some people are going to say, no, Scott, say it that way. That's how everyone says it. And then, you know, whatever. Niche, niche doesn't really matter. But you understand, right? The market that we're going after. The very first thing, when my wife started dabbling in this Etsy thing, the very first thing she did, and a lot of it is because that's kind of what we've done for years and all of the businesses that we've started is we focus in on a niche, all right? And we focus in on who we are going to serve. We are not going to be a general store. A lot of people, a lot of Etsy sellers are just putting up what we call a garage sale right? It's a general store. It's like, oh, well, let's put up a t-shirt that's selling and it's trending really well on fishing. And oh, let's do another one that's on a baby bump. Oh, let's do that one. And then, and and so it's just t-shirts, it's mugs, it's all of that stuff. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. We actually sell some of that stuff. 
it's not our primary thing, but the very first thing that we did is we asked ourselves, what is the niche that we're going to be doing this in? And, uh, and that's really where we started. And what you should be doing is thinking about that as well. And some people get confused about like what a niche is like a t-shirt is not a niche. A t-shirt is an item and a category of selling something maybe right on, on Etsy, but it's not a niche. Okay. A niche would be something like bass fishing or hunting or knitting and crocheting, uh, or maybe it is, uh, you know, someone that is a guitar player, or maybe someone that's really into gardening or those are niches. Okay. And that's really what we're looking for. One thing that I always look for whenever I am thinking about a, a niche or a good niche is really, is there people out there that are coming together that are talking about this thing, this niche, right? I always try to look for community. Uh, if anyone is a Jeep owner, Okay. You probably know there's a community out there of people. I know this because I'm a Jeep owner, but I also didn't realize that every time you pass a Jeep, you're supposed to do the whole, you know, two finger thing. And, uh, that can get a little annoying after a while. Cause in my area, we've got a lot of Jeeps, uh, but there's a big community there and that's what we're looking for. So the very first thing that the big takeaway here and why my wife is able to start scaling this thing up now is because we have always focused on the niche. And once you have that niche kind of dialed in, you know who you're targeting, then you can start thinking through the next part of it. And that is like, what products are you going to offer? So in this one here, and I, I underscored this one because it's really, really important is we created or we want to create an in-demand product. Okay. That's the type of product we are creating. Those are the ones that we're looking for. Uh, now there's a, an amazing tool that's been created out there called Everbee. Uh, which I'm a huge fan of, uh, the co or the, uh, the owner, uh, Cody, great guy runs a, a really great community ever be, um, created a great tool. This allows us to really validate before we ever launch products. And I don't mean that you're just going to launch those products, but it gives us the validation on maybe certain sayings or certain designs. And then we can build from there. Okay. But we're always looking for in-demand products. Whenever I hear people saying like, well, I'm not really getting that many sales. The first thing that I would want to know is, are they even in demand? Are people even looking for these things, right? Is there any searches happening? Are there people actively buying it right now? So what we did was we looked at the market. We went on Etsy. We did our own, uh, you know, our own research, our own validation and said, yeah. There's plenty of traffic and there's plenty of people buying for this market and there's communities, there's Facebook groups, uh, there's meetup groups, there's people that are passionate about this. And the other thing is, and I didn't even put this in my slides here that I wanted to go over. The other big thing is, is this is, and this is a bonus. You don't, it doesn't have to be, but it definitely helps on Etsy is your product that you're creating is it giftable? That's a big one, right? If it's giftable, if you go on Etsy right now, what's it going to do? It's going to say gifts for her, for him, for dad, for, you know, uh, for baby, for all this stuff, gift for. So it's a giftable site. So we want to create giftable items. Now it's not, you don't have to, but it definitely, definitely will help. So that's something ours are giftable, but ours are also people can buy them for themselves, which they do. 
but they're definitely giftable. Okay. Um, and I put here, not just t-shirts and mugs. Now we did start with some t-shirts and mugs and we still have them selling to this day. And my wife actually just last week, um, she had a design that she really liked that she was putting it on something else, uh, like a blanket, but said, you know what, this would make a really good sweatshirt design. So what'd she do? She put it on a sweatshirt. And I think like the next day she had a sale. She said to me, she goes, yeah, I'm good thing. I put it on that sweatshirt because I just sold one for like 39.99. So that's the really cool thing is being able to create products that are in demand, but also that are giftable. Chris, were you going to ask a question or say something? If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, so Abe, Abe wanted to know, and I think it's a it's an appropriate question. You just talked about gifting, and we typically talk about finding evergreen products. Is yeah. creating products designed for gifting, is that an evergreen way of thinking about this? 100%. If there's... So, and I'm going to share an example here uh, in a little bit that will really kind of hone this in here. And you guys will really see it as a real live example of what we're talking about here. But yes, okay. So giftable, it could be a Christmas item, right? Like right now we're in the heart of Christmas, but if you're just going to build your, your, uh, you know, your Etsy shop around Christmas gifting, well, it's going to be short lived, right? It'll do okay. I'm talking giftable. That's like, it's someone's birthday or, uh, maybe, uh, someone is celebrating a certain occasion. So you're going to have for certain occasions. So what we're always doing is we're looking at like, someone could have a gift for their birthday or someone could have a gift for a special occasion. Right. And so that's what we're looking for. And those occasions will a lot of times help us. Like if you are going to give someone a gift for a wedding or a baby shower, that might only happen once for that one person, but people are having babies all the time and people are getting married all the time. But if we're only dialing in on a special occasion that's giftable around a holiday, then yes, that will be ever that won't be evergreen as much. It will be though, because the following year you're gonna sell you can sell the same stuff, right? But it's just not going to do well February when Christmas is over, right? Um, but we still want those items in our shop, hundred percent. Does that answer the question, Chris? Yeah, I think I think the again, it's just a little bit of a mindset shift, right? Yeah. Evergreen, what we're really looking for, and I think the example that I would use here is like we're a world's worst fisherman mug, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna buy that as a as a joke gift for somebody all year long, right? Right. It doesn't really matter if their birthday's in January or December. If you want to make fun of your friend who's a fisherman, you're gonna buy them that mug. Please, nobody send me a world's worst fisherman mug, right? Um, the the difference is right there's also a place for seasonal things that can be evergreen now you don't want to build scott to your point a christmas shop right and there there is like one store that i can think of that kind of markets themselves that way right like uh, christmas tree hill right um but they sell stuff all year round that's seasonal you don't want to just be the christmas store 
you want to have things that you could sell only at Christmas, but the vast majority of your store is going to be things that you could sell all year long. Does that make sense, Scott? Yeah, 100%. And again, you have to ask yourself, are you creating uh, your products for one holiday out of the year? Yeah, that's not good. We don't want to do that. And that's not what we're doing. Do you want to take advantage of that holiday? 100%. If you have something right now, if you have something right now that is, uh, let's, I'm just going to use hunting. Okay. I've been using that one here lately. Let's say that you're into hunting. Well, right now you probably should start creating maybe some hunting stockings and some hunting ornaments for that guy or that girl that is into that thing. And they might want to put one on the tree, right? Like right now, ornaments, they're selling stockings. They're selling like things like that. You should probably tap into that. Now, are you going to sell them in January? No, you're not. You're going to basically just sell them the following year, but they're still, they're done now. Like your inventory doesn't have to sit on the shelves and you have to keep it there. You already invested thousands of dollars. You just let it sit there. And when it's ready, you print on demand. And that's basically what you're going to be doing there. Does that, that make sense, Chris? Cool. All right. Let's go ahead and let's keep going here. All right. So create in-demand products and preferably giftable or not all of them, but just giftable if you can, and not just t-shirts and mugs. And I'm talking like, like I said, there's that you can do tumblers, which is a, a step up from a mug, right? You can do wine glasses. You can do beer mugs. You can do all that stuff. And we can do Instead of a t-shirt, do a sweatshirt, do a, you know, do a fleece, something that's fleece, like do something a little bit different than not everyone else is doing. And then from there, we can go outside of that. Maybe we're going to, uh, maybe we're going to do a handbag, right? Maybe we're going to do, uh, let me think here. You could do a, a blanket, like a fleece blanket. You, you have that if it makes sense, right? You can do a, a yard flag. You can do a flag that hangs outside your house, like all of these things that you can do that you can tap into the print on demand stuff. All right. So not just t-shirts and mugs. Okay. You can start there. I'm a fan of that because once we get those people coming in, it's something else they potentially could buy, which I'll talk about here in a minute. So moving on the third key here is we built a brand for the niche. Okay, we built a brand for the niche and why this is so, so important and why this has helped my wife's shop scale is because you have repeat customers and referrals. We just had an order the other day uh, and I forget, I think it was like this lady bought like eight of something, eight, okay? One customer bought eight of something. Okay. And so someone asked me the other day too. They're like, well, Scott, what does that mean? Orders? Like you had 22 orders. Yeah. We had 22 orders, but one order was eight things. Right. And so if you have more than one thing that could sell to that one customer, now we're talking, now we're building a product line. Now we have repeat customers. Now we have people that say, oh, you've got to go to this one shop because they do a great job on gardening or on bass fishing or outdoorsmen or hiking. It's crazy. It's an amazing store. Like people are going to talk about it. Okay. And that's what you really want. And then when people come to it, guess what? They're like, I'm in the right place. I'm in the, the, uh, bass pro shop, right? Like I'm in here. I, I know what to expect, right? This is where I go. Cause they have really cool stuff for this niche. And that's what we've really done. All right. So like right now, and you can't see her and you know, she wouldn't want me to show you her right now, but she's sitting over here, right? And she's working away. She's in Canva right now. She's creating new designs. 
She's got three more, you know, products that are going to be up by the afternoon, right? Then she's personalizing things, right? So there's all of that stuff that's happening behind the scenes, but she literally can make new products and have them listed in the next hour. Okay. Once she takes that one design and is able to put it out there and now she doesn't have to think about like, Oh, what would be a nice, what's trending right now in, in a certain market. She doesn't have to think about that. She's only thinking about the market and the niche that she is in. That's it. So it takes, it takes all that out of it. We don't have to worry about that. We just have to think to ourselves, would my customer like this? Would they like this? Would they like this? Would they like this? So it's almost like you're creating products for that one customer that they might buy one. They might buy three others. They might buy something else. That's what we're doing here, right? So we're building a product line for that particular person or the avatar as people call it. Okay. That's what we're looking for. Repeat customers, referrals, because now, and if you guys have been following any of the stuff that we've been doing, like we're big into email marketing. Okay. We have a training that's email marketing accelerator. It basically shares how to build a list so you can drive external traffic to your Etsy or your own shop uh, or your own store, your own website, and basically communicate with those people on a regular basis. Okay. And that's the other benefit of building a brand that is around a niche or in a niche, and then being able to have these multiple products, because now we have multiple things that someone could want to buy, and then we can remind them of it. So that's what we've done. We built an email list. We've got all of our stuff internally set up. So it brings people back, whether it's a thank you uh, email that's inside of Etsy and that automatically gets fired. Once someone uh, buys something, it says, Hey, thank you so much. Here's a 5% coupon off you know, the next time that you come back, or maybe someone favorited something. And now I put something on sale and it favorites or it notifies the people that favorited the item, which by the way, is a really good strategy. Uh, you should do that. Uh, or someone has something in their cart and they don't buy yet. Like we got, we've got like someone that, or someone, we've got 19 people that have an item in their carts right now. So if we went and we said, you know what, we just want to kind of, we, we just want to get, a, you know, get them to kind of take action. We basically set up an abandoned cart inside of Etsy that basically says, Hey, I noticed that you're interested in this thing. Um, how about you take 10% off? We kind of get this thing done, you know, and then they got a chance to get 10% off. It doesn't always work, but it's automated, right? So these are the cool things that we can do, uh, for future sales and repeat customers and bringing people back and getting people to buy more than just that one t-shirt that you found that was trending. And you're like, yay, I made a sale for 18 bucks. Great. Now what? Got to find another person to buy that same shirt. Right? So that's what I'm talking about here. And that's huge is really like, and I don't hear anybody talking about this as, as far as like building a brand for the niche. Um, Chris, anything on that before we move on here? I do have an example I want to share with you guys, which is going to be pretty cool. You guys are going to love this. Anything yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to talk quickly about how this ties into point one, right? Which is finding your niche. And you know, our our buddy Robert over in the YouTube chat had asked uh, a, a couple minutes ago, Scott, when we were talking about the evergreen stuff. You know, like our cell phone cases evergreen, and the answer is yeah, technically, but. The real question should be not, is this product type evergreen, but is this niche evergreen? Cell phone cases are a product type, right? They're not a niche. And so the, the problem that I think a lot of people run into is you can't really build a brand around being the cell phone case guy. How many times do you buy a cell phone case? Uh, 
probably once every two years when you get a new phone, right? Yeah. Unless you're some sort of crazy uh, fan of something, right? Like I can imagine that my brother uh, probably has a Phillies cell phone case, an Eagles cell phone case, a Flyers cell phone case, and yes, even a Sixers cell phone case. And he probably swaps them out for their correct season. My brother is the exception to that rule, right? But once he has those four, he's also then not going to buy anything else for the next two years until he needs a new set of cases for his phone. If we instead are focused on people who like fishing or focused on people who like steak, meat, right? We can sell them stuff all year long. We can have that person come back and it becomes easy then to build a brand and come up with more product ideas because I don't have to beg you to buy something. Instead, I can just say, hey, I know, you know, I know you bought from us in the past. I know you like fishing. Uh, check out our new lure. Check out our new thing, right? Check out our new t-shirt. And some people are going to buy it, right? You're not going to run into that if you are selling only a product type. So if you do step one or key number one here correctly and choose a niche, rather than focusing on a kind of product, it makes building a brand and getting repeat customers a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, here, I'll, I'm going to show this real quick too. So guys, like Chris was saying, like cell phones, I don't know if you guys can see that, but that's my cell phone case. It's a little beat up, right? Probably need a new one, but I ain't thinking about that. I ain't thinking about that. Everything else is good on it. It's fine. You know, it's still good. It's not cracked, but yeah, if you had now, here's, here's something to think about. If you, okay, were in the bass fishing niche, could you create some cell phone cases that were around bass fishing, 100%. You, you should. You absolutely should. Yep. And you know what? They actually have them. You can do that, by the way. Um, so, yeah, that's a great thing. But I wouldn't be uh, going. It's almost like the cell phone case would be your T-shirt in a sense to where you're just going to go out and go, I'm going to go bass fishing. I'm going to do uh, people that are crafters. I'm going to do bird watchers. I'm going to do gardeners. I'm going to do uh, guitarists. You're just going to basically be a t-shirt company, but instead you're going to be a cell phone company that puts all these, all these trending niches or these sayings or something on a phone. We don't want to do that, but I would add that if I, if I wanted to, I could add that cell phone case as an item that my, my avatar, my person, my customer would potentially want. That's what I would do. So great. Oops. Sorry. Here we go. All right, let's move on. And upsells, right? That's that's mm. the thing, right? You might get somebody like my brother if you sell nothing but cell phones, uh, cell phone cases, who do buy two or three. But the vast majority of people are going to buy one every few years. Versus if you're selling stuff to the fishing people, they come in on the T-shirt. Etsy says, hey, uh, since we now know that you like fishing stuff, do you want a cell phone case? They go, you know, I really like that fishing cell phone case. And mine is scratched up, to Scott's point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll throw that in there for an extra 15 bucks. Why not? And you start to get the cross sales and upsells from the person who's coming in on a different product. You aren't going to get that if you focus on a single product type, be it t-shirts, mugs, whatever, right? So it's much, much easier if you focus on creating the niche and then you can fill out any kind of product that you want. Yeah. And I got an example I'm going to share with you guys here. So like I said, I'm going to kind of tie this all together. So let's get into it. So like I said, let's just recap here real quick. So key one was picked a good niche, okay? Uh, and then key two was created in-demand products, not just t-shirts and mugs. And then the third one is built a brand for that niche, get, getting repeat customers and referrals, okay? So moving on, let me give you an example of what this looks like, okay? 
So I'm going to use a very, very big and probably saturated niche. And that is baby, the baby niche. Okay. Very, very saturated. If you were to go in there and say, I'm just going to be in the baby niche, you have to pick a shoulder niche or a sub niche where you're going to be able to get started, where there might be less competition. And then you can always level yourself out to where you start going into more of those competitive ones, or just start spreading yourself all over the place in the baby niche and see where you can get some traction. So this here, this site or this shop is called sugar house swaddles. It's a great looking shop. What do they sell? Baby stuff, right? It's sugar house swaddles. Swaddles are for babies. At least the last time that I checked, they have 184 items. So they don't have a ton of items, but they have gotten 220,581 sales and they have five stars. They're crushing it by the way. And right now, like, and I've had people say this, like Scott, like, why are you sharing their brand? People are going to go start, you know, hacking them and start like copying them. You know what? When you're at that level, you ain't going to touch them. Like you're not going to go in there and dominate their store. You might be able to go in there and take a couple of their sales here and there, but they're pretty much going to dominate it. And they have a great database of customers. All right. So when you get to that level, you don't really have to worry so much about competition all that much. All right. So let's just go ahead and, uh, and kind of dig in, but I did want to share this because this, and you don't, you don't see this a lot. You don't see uh, a lot of shops focusing on one niche. And in this case, it's the baby niche. So check this out. 184 products. And this one here, I pulled up, it says plush minky blankets. There's 24 of them. And, uh, this one here has 18 people have it in their carts. So that one there is doing pretty good. People really, really like that. Uh, these sell for like, I think anywhere is between, uh, 1925 and like 29 bucks something like that. Okay. Now this is definitely something you can get print on demand. Okay. I know that for sure. Okay. But what they're doing here is they are using one item in this case, and it probably didn't start this way, but they have this one item that really does bring in some good amount of sales. Well, that also brings people into the shop and we're going to, we're going to see how that all makes sense and how that is so powerful here in a second, but check these numbers out real quick. Now, again, I'm using the tool Everbee. Uh, if you guys have not yet tried Everbee, if you want to try it for free, I'm going to give you my shameless plug here and you'll buy us a cup of coffee. You can go to brandcreators.com forward slash Everbee. And, uh, you can literally no credit card required. You can start doing these searches like this and you can do, I think 10. Um, so basically all I did here was I pulled up their page. Okay. And it's really just their front page. So it's 39 listings. And then it, what it did was it analyzed them and it shows me that these waffle baby blankets, uh, they sold 266 of these blankets for $33 last month. And, uh, they generated, uh, let's see, $8,645 and their total sales on that one item is 11,846 crazy, right? The one below that uh, is only 14 bucks, but it sold 209 and it generated almost three grand. They've sold 11,048 of that. Now look at the, the sales together there, right? 11,800 and 11,048. I got a good hunch that they might've like cross promoted. They might've like said, Oh, I bought this. Maybe I'll get that. Or someone purchased this as a gift, 
right? And it's a baby shower gift, right? And they said, you know, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that. So without that product, they might not have gotten those other sales because one product can feed sales to the other. That's what Chris was saying. It's that's your cross sale. Okay. Now I also want you to kind of look at the lower numbers below that. There's, they, they have this one here. It sold 52. Another one sold 52. And this is in a month, right? They, so they sold almost, almost what, two a day. And you'd say like, well, those numbers aren't that great. No, but they have a bunch of these products that are doing 700, 600, 400, $800 a month. You add those all up. It starts getting exciting, right? Because they have multiple products that they can sell to the same customer, or it brings someone in on a different type of search or a different reason to come into the shop. Once they're in the shop, we've all been into a nice store. We walk in there and we walk out with other things that we didn't plan on because we didn't see them yet. So that's the power of having a store or a shop that really is focused on a niche. All right. And I wanted to discuss this because a lot of people don't look at the sub niches or the shoulder niches. And in this case, and I'm just throwing these out there like baby shower, newborn, christenings, and milestones. And this milestones one, I didn't really even know existed, but it does. Uh, I mean, I knew it existed, but I wasn't aware because, well, I'm not really the one that's buying the baby gifts and doing the whole, like your first 12 months or whatever. Right. So check this out. They created these milestone blankets. Okay. And what these are, and I've seen people take pictures of these where they lay the bot, the baby on the floor, they lay the, you know, the blanket down and then they kind of like, you know, they'll put something around or circle the, the one month, right. That they are, maybe it's a six month, maybe it's a five month. Right. And then this way here, they're able to con to constantly be documenting the first year of the child's life. Okay. And so check this out. So they've sold, this was last month, 21 of the one and five of the other. And once again, you might be like, well, Scott, that's not that great, $1,028 a month, right? And all they had to do is create it once and put it up on their store. That's it, right? So that's what we're talking about as well. Like we're not going after trying to find that one product that gets us 266 sales. That's great if it happens, but that's not what we're going after. What we're going after is having a, a, a whole product line that individually you might sell one a day, two a day, and that adds up. Because you have 25, 50, 100 products. And you might launch 100 products and only five of them really do a lot of sales or even sell at all. But the cool thing is you get to test them for 20 cents for three months, which is really cool. And once you have one design, you can put that design on four, five, six different items and test that out. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up because really a lot of people, they undervalue being able to launch multiple products, even if they don't get a lot of sales. It, you only had to do the work once. The cool thing is it's print on demand. So all you got to do is send it off to the printing press and it gets done and it gets shipped. That's it. And we're kind of done. So that's really, really cool. And I wanted to share that with you. The other thing is, and this is the power of the cross sell. Okay. And the upsell and all of that stuff. Right? So if you clicked in there, you're in their shop. If you clicked in and looked at this right here, the baby blanket sets. Okay. Personalized plush minky name blankets with hats or bows. Okay. If you went in there, two things are happening. Up above, it says more like this from Sugar House Swaddles. So right away, they're like, hey, you like this one? We got other things in our store. Check them out. They're kind of related, right? And then right down below, when you're getting ready to scroll down and hit add to cart, it says buy together, get free shipping. 
So right now it's not free shipping, but when you increase the order value, you get free shipping. Etsy's doing this for us, guys. All we need to do is have more products so they can do it, okay? So buy together, get free shipping. And then from there, they're related. So one is a blanket baby set. And the other one is personalized baby swaddle blanket uh, with an optional hat. So maybe it's a different, maybe it's a different style, right? That one there just looks a little different. And if you're going to do a baby shower gift, maybe you get two, right? So that's really, really exciting and cool as well. So your action steps, I always like making these where there's something that you can take away and something that you can do. And this is really the big thing I want you to take away. And this is the result of why my wife has been able to hit that 10, 10K month. And I think she's going to double it this month. Don't tell her I said that because she actually left the room because she's going. she'll get a little nervous. She'll be like, you're putting all that pressure on me. No, I'm not. I think it's going to happen on its own. Um, so basically right now it's just, you know, it's trending up. And we had a day, uh, the other day it was 860 some dollars. Um, so we're almost at a thousand dollar a day, um, which is pretty cool. So action steps, build a brand for the niche, get repeat customers and referrals. If you switch your mindset to start focusing on this, it is going to make it so much easier to start getting consistent sales. It's going to be so much easier to build momentum and build an email list so you can message these people and you know who you're messaging, right? And you know what they want. So that is really, really important. And I think if you just sit down and really figure out who it is that you're going to be targeting. Um, and then from there, like I said, like you can start with uh, baby shower stuff, but you're technically a baby brand. Okay. You can start and just hone in on that one sub niche or that one shoulder niche and just go really hard there. And then you can start to sprinkle in some of the other ones because it still falls under the umbrella of the brand. And that's really, really important. And then one other thing I wanted to bring up, and that is this right here. If you want help, if you want help figuring out your niche, also figuring out product validation, what are good products, what are good designs, all of that stuff we're doing a workshop where we're going to walk you through our process, our strategies, and it's called the Etsy product magic workshop. If you'd like to attend, go to brandcreators.com forward slash magic, and you'll get all the details there. You'll be able to go through it. We're going to actually walk through the entire process. I'm actually inviting on my former business partner, who also actually, she's the one that got my wife started in Etsy and she's about to cross $200,000 this year in her Etsy shop. And uh, she's going to be uh, helping us teach this. She's going to be co-teaching it with us. Um, so this way here, we can bring her knowledge in and really, really help people help you figure out your niche, but also figure out how to easily launch products. And I'm not talking just t-shirts and mugs. So if you're interested, make sure you head on over to brandcreators.com forward slash magic, and you can get all the details 